Well, hello there, and welcome back to Beach Dwell Podcast. This is episode four, Calling Out Fat Phobes in Public. What is up, everyone? It's Destiny, and oh my god, things are so different now because you know that this podcast exists, which is crazy. For the first couple of episodes, it was just me in my own little bubble wondering if this was actually going to go anywhere or if people were going to think I was crazy and not even bother giving it a listen. But when I say that you guys showed up on launch day, we have almost 300 plays, which is crazy. And you guys shared and reviewed and rated and tagged me in your stories. And it honestly was overwhelming, the amount of love and support. So thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. If you listened to Beached Whale, if you binged all three episodes, because I know so many of you did that, which is nuts. And it just makes me so, so, so happy. So if you follow me on Instagram, and if you don't, hello, what are you doing? You can find me at the fat author. You'll know that on Friday, I posted to my stories and I was very angry. (laughs) Like I was not having it. I was mm -mm, no. And I alluded to the fact that something had happened to me that had put me in a really big mood and that we were going to be talking about it in today's episode of the podcast. So here we are. We're going to talk about it. But first, real quick, before I get into this story, I just need to make a really quick shout out because although I'm filming this or recording this, I guess, on Monday, This will be going live on Wednesday, June 24th, which means that it is someone super special to me. It is her birthday today. She's officially old as dirt. (laughs) So Morgan, if you're listening, happy 27th birthday, grandma. Okay, so let's get into the tea, shall we? Let me set the scene for you. It was Friday afternoon. It was just before 4 p.m. And I was at the clinic. Um, close to me, an animal clinic, because I had to pick up my cat who had gone in the night before to get spayed. And they told us we had to arrive at four because of COVID. They're doing things a little bit differently. So it was basically like everyone who had their pets in to get spayed or neutered or any other small procedure were supposed to meet at the clinic at four, socially distanced in a line, then would be able to go in one at a time to pick up their pet and so forth. So I was in line. I was a couple people back and in front of me was this old lady. We'll get to her. Don't worry about that. But it was a super freaking hot day. Like, I don't know what the temperature was, but it was hot as balls, okay? It was hot. So I was wearing, um, I was actually wearing jeans because I don't have any shorts at the moment. So I was wearing high-waisted jeans from American Eagle. I was wearing one of the new bralettes that I got in a recent haul. And I was wearing um, my Bopo Power cropped t-shirt that I got from Body Posse Power's Instagram when she was selling merch. Um, so yeah, I wasn't wearing anything too scandalous. This is a shirt that I cropped relatively well. So it, no, it was not ending at my nipples. It actually hits me like at the waist ish. <laughs> Um, so, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy. So just keep that image in your head because that's important. So here I am sitting in this line or standing in this line, actually, um, just minding my own business. I had one AirPod in so that I'd be able to hear when they called my name or my cat's name. I think I was like snapping friends and just scrolling through TikTok, living my best life, sweating my balls off. 
And <laughs> this lady, this lady in front of me who was older, like, mm, if I had to guess, I would say probably like in her 70s. I hadn't interacted with this woman at all. I hadn't really said hi to her because she had her back to me um, the whole time that we were in line, or so I thought. Had no prior interaction with this woman. I've never met her in my entire life. She's not an old family friend. She's not someone that I've like seen before. Nope, no idea who this woman is. But despite all that, despite this being an absolute stranger to me, we have no connection. We have no history. Nada. This woman, this woman decides to turn to me and admonish me. That did not sound like a word. Was that a word? Admonish. Admonish. I'm a fucking English major. That's definitely a word, but it doesn't sound like a word. You know? Do you ever have that? Anyway, this woman turns to me and proceeds to tell me that I am dressed inappropriately for my size. I'm just going to say that again. She turns around, never met this woman before in my entire life, and she turns around and tells me that I am dressed inappropriately for my size. So there's two problems with this. Well, there's a lot of problems, but the main two problems here. One, that this woman who I have no idea who she is, she has no idea who I is, felt that she had the right to comment on my body and try to police my body in public but also just do it in general. And two, not only is this woman policing my body, which she already has no right to do, but she's now putting my weight into it. It's not just that I was dressed inappropriately in general. You know, it's not crop tops she has an issue against, clearly. It's crop tops on a fat person. And that just has a whole deeper level of fat phobia attached to it. Um, and this idea that if you're fat, you are somehow disgusting or worth less in something that you shouldn't be looking at or something that people don't want to be looking at because it makes them uncomfortable. So to her, you know, I could be wearing a crop top. There were girls in line wearing crop tops. She didn't say anything to them. You know the difference between those girls and me? They were thin. They were acceptable I'm using quotation marks here. They were in acceptable bodies wearing something that the general public seems to be pretty okay with when it's on a certain size. And yet it was me that she just had a problem with because for her, my fatness was uh, making her uncomfortable. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't setting a good role model for other people. And I should cover up more. Let me tell you something. I have been told that my body is disgusting pretty much my entire life. And if you've listened to my first couple of episodes, you already know this. And for me, getting a comment like that is just disheartening because it shows that although we have made so much progress in the body positive and fat liberation movements, there is still so, so much to do. So much to do. And I need to take a second to shout out you know, the black, queer, and trans women who started this movement in the 60s. In the 60s. Do you know I had no idea that fat liberation began in the 60s? That it is that far back in our past. And I know that the 60s isn't a long time ago. But in my head, these movements only became a thing like 10 years ago. But they've been around for a really long time. They're just so ingrained 
in society, in the media, in people's understandings of bodies, that it feels like there hasn't really been that much change in that amount of time. Case in point, this woman feeling like she has the right to comment on my body and specifically to comment on my fat body and what I can and cannot do with it. If there is anything that I have learned in this past year, it's that no one has the right to tell me what I can and can't do in my body other than me. I saw a bunch of Instagram posts and Facebook things and tweets about pole dancing. And everyone kept saying, you know, fat girls can't pole dance. So I said, fuck that. And I signed up for pole dancing and I freaking loved it. I always saw things saying that fat girls couldn't dance in general, not just on a pole, but just like, you know, normal dancing. So again, I said, fuck that. And I signed up for a heels dance class. My life has become so much more full and vibrant and authentic since I stopped letting the opinions of other people define who I am and what I will and will not do. I say all this, and clearly you can tell that I was pretty upset, but originally I did not say anything back to this woman. I just, you know, turned the volume up on my AirPods, kind of shrugged away from her, and just didn't give it a second thought. I was fuming on the inside, but I am a chronic people pleaser, and I hate to put people out or to start a scene or to get into a confrontation when it's about me. I have let people walk over me my entire life. I have written essays and things for people that I barely knew because they asked and I didn't want to say no. <laughs> like, I'm ridiculous and I know that and I own up to that. So when it's just me, I really struggle to stand up for myself. But when it's other people, my mom drive comes out in full force. Like I am 100% that mom friend, so much so that I'm literally a house mom for a job. That's how much of a mom friend I am. I'm like mom friend on the next level. <laughs> so I don't do well defending myself and standing up for myself. But when it's somebody else, that's when I kick into high gear. So originally, I didn't say anything to this woman. I've gotten these comments most of my life. You know, they roll off my back somewhat easily. Um, and I was just prepared to, you know, drop it, chalk it up to ignorance, and just call it a day. It was hot. I didn't really want to get into anything, especially with an old lady, because people are just weird with old people. But, but, I'm standing in this line, and I'm watching TikTok or on Snap. I don't remember exactly what I was doing. And I shift my weight, because I've been standing there for a little while, and I'm not wearing proper footwear. And I shift my weight, and when I do that, I catch a glimpse of a person a little bit further down the line from me. And it's a young girl. I would say she was probably in, like, grade 8, grade 9. And she was plus size. She was a bigger girl. And I saw her in that line, and something inside of me just snapped. And I just said to myself, I was like, you know what, Destiny? You preach all of this shit online. You've seen firsthand these past couple of weeks how important it is for people to stand up for what they believe in, to make change, because change doesn't happen based on silence. Silence is violence. That's what we've been preaching the past couple of weeks for this whole Black Lives Matter thing. And obviously that is its own issue and its own social movement. But the oppression and the demonization of fat bodies is also a movement that needs to happen and has been happening since the 60s. And silence is violence. That's what I've learned. 
And I kind of just thought to myself, you know, Destiny, if you don't say anything right now and that little girl leaves, seeing a woman get away with bashing on a fat person who kind of reminds her of herself, like I cannot, I cannot not say something. Because what if this instant sticks with that girl and she sees that woman make a comment like that to me, an adult, and fears wearing whatever the heck she wants in public or second guesses herself when she goes to put on that crop top or that bathing suit. So I said, you know what, Destiny? You have to do this. And my biggest issue, my biggest issue with confrontation is that my anger is connected to my tear ducts. I swear to God, it has always been like this. Every time I try to get into a fight with someone or confront them or whatever, I always start crying. And it's not because I'm sad or you've upset me in that way that I'm blubbering on. It's because I swear to gosh, my tear ducts are connected to my anger. Like I cannot help it. So that is one of the main reasons that I never confront anyone because I don't want to just start bawling to some stranger and then be like, what? (laughs) And also when you start crying, it makes people uncomfortable and not in a way that they're going to listen to anything you say more like now they have an out to get away from you without actually hearing what you're saying. In those moments, I know that I need to hold it together so that my message is actually heard. So I kind of had a mini pep talk in my head. And this all happened when this lady went inside to pick up her pet because they were letting you in one at a time. You'd have to sign some paperwork and then you would leave. So she was inside the building when I kind of realized this other girl. And I was building up my head and I was like, Destiny, you have to say something. So the lady comes out. Didn't really, I didn't want to make a scene. I really didn't. I really just wanted to talk to this one lady. And I just kind of like tapped her on the shoulder. And I basically, honestly, it was like he the moment. I don't even remember exactly what I said. And I tried to say it as, oh my God, my feet are literally asleep right now. Oh, pins and needles, pins and needles, pins and needles, pins and needles. Oh, oh my God. Do you ever get, oh, ow. Mm, do you ever get them when they just shoot up your legs? Oh my God. Okay, hold on. Take two. Take moment. <laughs> what is it that they yell? Cut. I tap on this lady's shoulder and I basically say, hey, I just want to have a quick conversation with you. You don't know this about me, but I'm recovering from an eating disorder and I'm also, I am also, mm, why is this so hard to say right now? I feel like I've said this before. I am two weeks clean of self-harm. And I said, I know you had no way of knowing those things, but the reason I'm telling you this is because I have been struggling with loving my body for over a decade. And for the last two-ish years, I have finally started to turn around a lot of that mindset and that self-hatred and have started to embrace who I am. So your words, they're not hurting me right now. They're showing me your ignorance and that we still have so much work to do. But there are people that if you say something like that to them, you have no idea the ramifications that that is going to cause because not everyone is at the same place in their journeys. A comment like that to someone with an eating disorder or a really strong case of body dysmorphia or someone who is just in a really bad headspace, that could send them off of the rails. And then, of course, there's just the idea, you know, that you don't know me, and therefore you have absolutely no right to make a comment about me or my body or what I choose to put on it. I was very civil, okay? I 
really tried, you know, from both of our body language and me getting heated and like kind of crying a little bit because that's just what I do when I'm frustrated and I'm angry. We definitely drew the attention of the crowd. The important thing here is that nobody stood up for me. And this isn't a new concept. You know, I have been admonished. (laughs) There's that word again. In public so many times. And I have never, ever, ever had someone stand up for me. The issue is thin people or thin identifying people like mid-sized bodies, bodies that are more socially accepted, they rarely stand up for us. And that's what I want to end this episode on. And I just want to say, if you are in one of those bodies that are less marginalized, you have more authority than I do. Think of it in relation to the Black Lives Matter movement. Obviously, Black people are at the forefront, and they're the ones having the most damage done and that are the most hurt. But their voices can only get them so far. It's the white voices or the white passing voices that are really needed to enact change. And I fully believe that it's the same thing with the fat liberation and body positive movements. You can have all of the fat activists in the world speaking up and demanding change and making all these amazing posts and TikToks and podcasts and stuff about fat bodies and how there's health at every size and we're valid and we're worthy and desirable and should be treated as humane and have equal rights and not face discrimination in the workplace and not face discrimination when they go to the doctors. But the reality of the situation is it's not our voices that are going to make a change. It's the voices of those who are thinner or thin identifying, specifically thin white women. So if you are a thin white woman listening to this, this is not me persecuting you in any way, shape, or form. Not at all. This is just me saying that if you ever see someone making a comment to someone in a bigger body, please, for the love of all that is holy, speak up for that person. Because the reality of the situation is that body positivity was not made for you. And I know that that's hard to hear and that some of you are going to disagree with me because you think body positivity is for all bodies. And in some ways it is. But that's more body confidence. You know, falling in love with your body, feeling confident in your body. Body positivity is rooted in fat liberation. And as such, it is a movement that was and is for fat people. People in marginalized, oppressed bodies. So go ahead and preach body positivity. I'm not saying that you can't do that. Because I know that everyone struggles to love their bodies and I know that everyone has insecurities. All I'm saying is if you preach body positivity or you believe in it or you use it to your advantage to feel better about yourself, then you damn well better be centering fat voices in that because they're the ones that it was made for and they are the ones that need your voice the most. Friday kind of sucked, but I'm so, so happy that I finally stood up, not only for myself, but for that little girl. And I'm probably never going to see her again, and she'll probably never listen to this podcast, but I really, truly hope that you can go about loving your life and not being scared to wear whatever it is you want. I really just wanted to highlight what happened on Friday because I think a lot of people don't understand just how oppressed fat bodies are and the amount of discrimination and hatred that we experience in private with our families, in public with the general community in doctor's offices, in hospitals, in healthcare, in the workforce, in education. And that needs to change because at the end of the day, we're just people and we deserve the same freedoms and rights as everybody else.
Wow. Okay. Well, that is pretty much it for episode four. That is all of the tea of what happened on Friday. Um, I hope you really took something out of this, especially if you're someone who's in one of those bodies that is just, you are the perfect antidote. (laughs) You are the perfect, like, weapon. You are our secret weapon. And I really, really hope that you will use that power for good. Thank you so much for listening to Beachville Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or this podcast in general, please, please, please leave a rating and a review and also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Other than that, thank you guys so much for listening. I can't believe that this is episode four already. Remember, if you are listening to this episode, please take a picture or a video or whatever of you listening and put it up on your story and tag me at the fat author as well as at beached whale pod so we can repost your stories and send you some love and thank you literally from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to listen as always remember that your weight does not define your worth and you are absolutely perfect and amazing just the way you are bye